Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. This week we are interviewing Donnie, a graduate from Hampton University, VHU. <laughs> Uh, he's now a pharmacist. <laughs> and not only is Donnie young, ambitious, and smart, but he is also a world traveler, which is why we have him on the podcast today. So welcome, Donnie. Thank you. How are you doing today? Good, good. So first, we want to get into your travel journey. We know you got a lot going on in your life, but it is a travel podcast. So we're going to start with those questions. What actually inspired your passion for travel? I would say my sister. So she used to travel before I did and still does. And I used to always be like, Anthony, why do you travel as much? You got to save your money. You got to invest in your, with your money. You got to do this. You got to do that. And then she took me to Trinidad for Carnival. So that was my first travel experience that I can actually really remember. And I was like, yo, this is lit. Like, no, that's a really bold first trip. <laughs> I really just went out there to party, but it was a different experience, like outside of the country. So I was like, yo, these countries have so much to offer. So then from there, she started making me tag along to other trips. And it's like, once you go on that first trip and you really like it, you just want, you just have the ambition to go on more and really cultivate the knowledge that other countries have. So I'll say going from trip to trip, country to country, I was like, yo, I think this is what I want to do. And I was, I was like the opposite now. I was like, Yo, Andrew, we got to plan a trip. Next week, let's do something. <laughs> <laughs> I became like my travel friend, my travel buddy. And then we were just always on the move, always trying to plan a trip, always trying to go somewhere, whether it was like the party, whether it was to like see what that country has to offer, the food. It was just different experiences. Yeah, no, that's really nice. So I guess, what would you say is your favorite thing about travel now, now that you've gone so many places? Um... Like I said, really understanding their culture, um, seeing what they have to offer. Everywhere I go, for some reason, I always take, I always order beer, even though I'm not even a beer drinker, which is weird. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm in the States, I never drink beer. But everywhere I go, I'm like, "Um, what are y'all, what's y'all beer? Like, what are y'all known for? I order their Uh, beer. And I always like try to compare it to different countries. I'm like, okay, 
This one's not that good. It's not as good as Guatemala's. <laughs> and this one's kind of crisp. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I always shop people's bear. Um, when, whenever I get to a country, I always ask the locals, like, what is, what is something you guys make that you guys are known for? And they're, oh, this is what you have to try before you leave. I make sure I try to try it before I go. Um, so I'm big on mm-hmm. food. Okay, that's nice. My thing is like excursions. Like I got to do that one eco tour or something that no other place has. So I definitely get like having that thing that you got to do. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. Like the moment I decide where I'm going to go, mm-hmm. I'll Google like Iceland adrenaline rush excursion. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out like what's going to be very adventurous and uh-huh. You know, that's what I remember a lot of countries for. So when people travel with me, it's like, bro, what are we going to be doing? And I'm like, trust right. me, we have a whole agenda set up. We're not sleeping. Because for, <laughs> for me, I try to squeeze in everything. It's like, I want to see the city. I want to go on excursions. I'm trying yeah. to party. I'm trying to drink. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to do it all. Yes, that is me. have to sleep when we get back. <laughs> I get that 100%. So... Let's see. You're a busy, like, you are a whole pharmacist. You're working, like, 12-hour shifts. I feel like it took forever for us to actually schedule an interview. So, how... My apologies. No, you're good. good. (laughs) But, like, how do you... Because I feel like people that are as busy as you always find an excuse to, like, not travel or, like, not go out and stuff like that. So, how have you been able to, like, balance that and actually go out like you want to? Yes, I would say, like, I work a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. I do way more than 40 hours a week. Um, but traveling is part of who I am, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's my escape. So I have to squeeze that in, in order for me to feel like I'm functioning correctly. And people start to know when I'm starting to get irritated or bothered. And people like my technicians are always like, Donnie, you need to go on another trip soon. And I'm like, y'all can tell, right? <laughs> and then <laughs> week leading up they could tell I'm even more irritated They're like I could tell you're just ready to go I'm like y'all don't even understand yeah. so it, it's one of those in order to like be happy that like I have to travel in order for me to be in my comfort zone and then when I come back I'm always refreshed people are like there you go there's the Donnie I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you make sure to put it in your schedule it's gotta happen <laughs> oh yeah it, it gotta happen it's mandatory right. <laughs> <laughs> so now I want to get into some recent travel. I know you've been traveling over the summer. Can you let the audience know where you've been, what you've been doing during quarantine? So I did Mexico back in June. The second time going to Mexico. The first time was Cancun two years ago. This time I actually went into Mexico City to kind of experience what the city life is like. I know a lot of people really don't really venture off into Mexico City. And then in the and part of that trip, I relaxed in Cabo. And then recently, the end of August, I just got back from Aruba with the group. Um, traveling's very interesting right now, I'll say. You know, it's, especially with COVID, obviously you're trying to take precaution, they're trying to take precaution, and you really don't know what's happening. So one moment you get there and they say everything is open, you can book this excursion, you can do that. And the next day, the government is shutting everything down. So, and that happened actually to me in Mexico and in Aruba. So it's very interesting. 
Yeah, very Were interesting. So like, I guess there's really no point in like planning ahead and like scheduling stuff. Did you just like book on the fly basically? No, I think you still want to plan ahead only because they are very, very limited. Okay. So they're not taking as many people, obviously. They're making sure that everyone is being proactive, being safe when you're out there. So mm -hmm. you do want to still plan ahead. And it's kind of just when you get there, if it doesn't work out in your favor, it's very unfortunate. And you just hope that it does type of situation. Because so, we planned ahead in Mexico. And the day before, one of the excursion leaders reached out to us and was like, hey, pretty much um, some bad news for you guys. We can refund you your money. We can reimburse you. That's not the issue. But we're just going to tell you the truth. It was all set for you guys to go on an excursion. And then today, the government pretty much decided that they cancel and everything. And you can't Dang. hold this. That sucks. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> At least you were able to get your money back and whatnot. Yeah. I would be they're good about Because they're, they're very understanding at this point. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, they don't want us to have a sour taste in our mouths when we leave mm. their country. Yeah. So. That's good. So they're helping out the tourists, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I guess what were you actually able to do? Were did you get to do any excursions, any nightlife, any partying and stuff? Not like not nightlife, especially in Mexico. Yeah. Um that was the opening of the borders. So mm. and that was kind of when COVID was still at its highest. So everyone was really taking precaution. Yeah. Um the mandatory fever checks, the mandatory sanitization down. Um if you walked outside without a mask, people were looking at you crazy. Fortunately, we didn't, but you did see people who did not have a mask on, and you could tell they were getting stared down. I Ooh. thought Mexico did a great job with protecting their people from COVID. Um, mm -hmm. They had different sanitization stations down. They were I mean, even going on the planes in between. Mm -hmm. So from Cabo to Mexico City, they were spraying you down completely, oh, <laughs> which wow. is weird. Yeah. Okay, now you got to turn around, and they had like a spray bottle, and they would spray you down before you get on the plane. Wow. Yeah. Here, was there mandatory testing? No. Not, okay. in, not to get in. Okay. Aruba, yes, but Mexico, no. Okay. Well, all right, so keep telling your story. I'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aruba, they didn't have nightlife open because things were, like, shutting down by 10, 11. Mm -hmm. But you were able to eat in, dine in. You had to stay a certain feet apart, the six-feet rule, obviously, or more. And they were only allowing six guests per table. So when we went, we went with a group of 13. So we had to actually oh. do 13 different, I mean, three different tables to accommodate yeah, to all of us. Yeah, which was frustrating mm -hmm. in the beginning, but it's one of those, you just got to obey the rules. <laughs> okay. Some stuff was closed, but you were still able to have fun and like enjoy yeah. your trips, close your trips. Okay. Aruba so, was more open than Mexico because that was in the end of August. So things yeah. were obviously opening back up. The country had opened back up early July. They just didn't open their borders. So things were, when we got there, was obviously starting to expand. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. So I guess 
I have never been to Mexico City. So I guess what is like the one thing you would recommend like every tourist do that you were able to do during COVID? So Mexico City has a bunch of, not in Mexico City, but some of like the locations that I would say are like two hours out or maybe like an hour and a half drive. They have a mm-hmm. bunch of beautiful like waterfalls, um, jungles, different like beautiful lakes in those areas. But we didn't get to go on some of those excursions because obviously COVID was shut them down, yeah. fortunately. So we did little things. And then I would just honestly say the food was great in Mexico City, way better than the resort places like Cancun. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. um, Cabo. And it's extremely cheap. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's always nice. You can eat. I think we were ordering, it was two of us, we were ordering quesadillas on Uber Eat, and we were getting, like, massive amounts of food for like really? $5. Yes. Wow. Where what we got in the States would have been probably at least 40, 50. So we were literally just sampling and trying everything like, oh, what is this? <laughs> just order it. Hey, what is it? Just order it. <laughs> <laughs> Uber is very cheap. You're going places 30, 45 minutes away, like $2. Oh, so. <laughs> no, that's really nice. That part's nice. Uh, the only and the city that... itself is very beautiful. So we went to there pretty much Grand Central Park into the city, but that's in the city, and it's a huge park. Obviously, not that many people in it because it was very restricted. Those mm-hmm. police officers at all the entrances and only allowing a certain amount of people in, and mm-hmm. as people left, then you could go in. But fortunately, we did get to go in, and it was beautiful. Okay, that's nice. The only place in Mexico I've ever been was Tijuana. And that's <laughs> that's because I did an internship in San Diego. So like the border was literally like a 30 minute drive from yeah. my internship. So we used to just like drive down there and like <laughs> the weekend or whatever. But I keep saying I'm going to go out, explore more. One day I'll do resorts and stuff. But I want to see like Mexico City and like other parts of Mexico too. So I'm not really a resort person. Really? I, okay. Yeah. Um, I like to just go and experience what the country has to offer. And mm-hmm. I think when you book a resort, you tend to want to stay on the resort because you want to see what the resort has to offer. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times I'm not here just to be poolside. It's cool mm-hmm. for like half a day. <laughs> but, <then laughs> but you want the culture. You want the culture. <laughs> but I want the culture. It's cool to, you know, be on their beach for half a day, but there's other beaches that you want to go mingle on. There's other places that you want to go see. So. I like resorts, don't get me wrong, the all-inclusive, the drinking, the food, but it's not why I'm there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think people always ask me, like, would you ever do a cruise? And I'm like, no. Really? (laughs) You never done one? I've done one cruise, um, but it was like what they they have, Uber Soka Cruise. So it was like Carnival Mm. on a cruise. Yeah, okay. So that was lit. That was cool. But that's because I like carnival. (laughs) (laughs) But if I was just going on a regular cruise, I probably wouldn't want to. Only because it's, for me, just a resort on water. So I'm confined to the cruise ship. And I have, yes, I have all these amenities. But it's just a resort on water for me. 
Yeah, I'm the same. I feel like I can do a cruise, but the max it can be is like four days. Anything longer than that is just like I don't want to be on a boat though. <laughs> yeah, same, same. And then people people always say, well, it does touch down on island to island, but it only gives you usually like half a day, a little bit longer on island. And for me, that's just not enough. Mm-hmm. I need to actually do what I want to do on that country's island, on that country's land. Yeah. Do you have any upcoming trips, anything planned? Not at the moment. These flights are kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I to be honest do. with you, these flights are kind of expensive. When borders had just opened up and the mm. airline companies were obviously not making sales, the flights were cheap, yeah. they were reasonable. We were quick to fly. But now... <laughs> <laughs> they added now, up. they trying to make their money back yeah and <laughs> they are taxing mm. taxing yeah. and then the places that i really want to go to the the flights are just too long i'll pick a destination and for a 600 flight it's looking like 25 hours where uh, that 400 flight really should be only like a seven eight hour flight yeah and no one's trying to be in the air for 25 hours (laughs) i I completely understand i did a like 26 hour flight to thailand one time and if y'all haven't listened to our thailand episode go back and listen to it because it like stopped in china first and then well i had to go from i was leaving from hampton i had to go from hampton to new york New York to Shanghai, Shanghai to Thailand, and with the time difference, I know, (laughs) and it's like 25-hour flight, but with time changes, it was really like three days later, like, (laughs) something ridiculous. I did the same thing. I had to drive from Richmond to New York, but I went to Turkey, and then caught my lady over from Istanbul to Thailand, but that lag in between, it was like 12 Mm -hmm. hours just waiting in the airport. And then yeah. get to your final destination, and then there's a time difference, like you said, and you just don't know what's going on. Yeah, your body don't know how to act. <laughs> I don't know how to act. Exactly. You don't know if you're hungry or not. Tired exactly. Or not. <laughs> exactly. And to make it worse, you're really only there for like four days. Like it wasn't a long time that we were there. So the whole trip, I just I didn't even know what was going on. And <laughs> next thing you know, I was on the flight back doing the same thing. It was a lot. The trip is fun, don't get me wrong, but it was a lot. <laughs> Definitely. I think for me, when I have to do those long flights, you need at least seven, eight days in those countries. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, just to get just to maximize the benefits of it. Yeah, I'm never so. making that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> um oh I know I wanted to ask you. So back to I guess like your travel experiences. We talked about like all the highlights, your favorite times to travel, but we all know travel is not like as fun and glamorous as it seems on Instagram. <laughs> There's always something bad or something's gonna go wrong pretty much every trip. What would you say is your biggest travel mistake and like something you would advise other people not to do? So honestly, I haven't had any bad experiences as of yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, knock on some wood. So don't jinx me now. (laughs) (laughs) 
But no, I haven't had any bad experiences since I've been traveling, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one time I went to Toronto. There was a group of us. And it started off, I think, with like four of us getting an Airbnb. And then each of us invited other people in. We all crammed into this Airbnb. And then we got kicked out of our Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's oh, too many yeah. of us in the Airbnb. Uh-uh. Y'all pay for like two people. It had like, yeah. <laughs> like 30 people. Literally. So <laughs> when the host came in, she was like, where's Donnie? Who's Donnie? And I was like, oh, my hair. And then she was like, you said there's only going to be two or three people. I see luggages. I see um, blow-up beds. I see uh-uh. all these people in here. She's like, y'all got to go. And this was in the midst of Caravana. Oh, so, all the hotels were booked out. Yeah. The closest hotel was 40 miles away. Oh, so my God. So we're trying to explain <laughs> to the lady, like, ma'am, um, there's no Airbnbs available. There's no longer <laughs> any hotels available. She's like, I don't care because this spot is not available. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So we were just like, you know what, like, we're going to sleep tonight here because the police in Toronto did not regulate Airbnb at the time mm-hmm. but when she had called the police she was like they were pretty much like ma'am like that's between you and them we have nothing to do with Airbnb we can't do yeah. anything for you the husband was cool and he was like okay y'all could just sleep here y'all just figure it out tomorrow or whenever y'all can yeah so the next day we were like okay so it's actually carnival day let's go to carnival and then come back <laughs> get all stuff and then go yeah so we went to carnival but when we got back Everybody's stuff was outside on the sidewalk. Oh, no. First, I can't Every, believe she called the police on y'all. And then she went in and packed up all your stuff. So I packed up my own stuff before we left. And I was like, I think I'm just going to put my stuff in the car. You know, we just got a bad yeah, feeling about things. Yeah. I was like, let me just put my stuff in the car. Other people were like, nah, she's not going to do that. So I was like, y'all leave your stuff in there if y'all want to. <laughs> But I suggest y'all pack y'all stuff too and put it in the car. <laughs> no. Did everybody, was everybody's stuff actually there? Was stuff stolen or anything? No, no. Everybody's stuff was literally there. Oh, okay. That's good. Everybody's stuff was there. And then we still had the key. So we were like, okay, let's try to go in. Keys did not work. Like, <laughs> had enough uh, time to change the locks, pack our stuff, put it outside. We got there. She was looking see. at us like, y'all can go now. I'll be like, <laughs> we could go now. <laughs> but that, I would say, was a bad experience that night. And we had called all of our moms to let, let them all know what was happening. Oh, yeah. And that night, everyone kept saying, we're not leaving Toronto. So, like, so what are we saying? Everyone, they will figure it out later. All of our parents, like, y'all moms will just come back to the States. Yeah. Like, come back to New York. Like, all, most of my friends are from New York at the time. So everyone's like, well, we can just make that drive back to New York. It's not even that crazy. But for some reason, none of us wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we still have one more party tomorrow. <laughs> oh, so, no. What year was this? A, Y'all must have been young. 2017. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only three so, years ago. So we literally got drunk and then just slept in the car. Literally on a busy street. Just Everyone just reclined their chairs back. Fell asleep, woke up the next morning, found a hotel, changed in the hotel, shower changed, 
and then went to the party, came back, <laughs> crashed, and left. But <laughs> <laughs> like leaving hilarious. Toronto was not an option. <laughs> y'all had to do that party y'all had to do that last party it was like the one party that everyone was talking about for Caravana so uh, like you can't come to Caravana and not go to Sunday Block yeah. so like you stay in <laughs> a Sunday Block <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no I everyone definitely have back. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have my fair share of sleeping in strange places when they <laughs> Like, it just adds to the trip. Yeah, it does. Literally, it really does. you were all like, "This is a memory now," and we're gonna like <laughs> remember this moment. And it was like a bunch of us that like never really went on a trip with each other. We didn't really all know each other all too well, and it was just lit. Mm-hmm. It fell. <laughs> yeah, the, um, one one year I was, oh, it was like the year I studied abroad, but we had like a little break from classes. So me and my friend decided to like travel around Europe and just do different things during that break. And one of the countries we stopped at was Amsterdam, or it was Amsterdam, or one of the cities we stopped in. And um, like, we literally had no money left in our budget. And it was <laughs> one of the last places to visit. And we were like, we're gonna do this trip. You know, Amsterdam's lit. People always talk good about it. So <laughs> we were literally sleeping in the train station. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yes, we were in the train station. We only stayed there for like a day though. And we met up with some other backpackers that were there. We were just like playing cards up all night, doing whatever. And trying to pass time. Yeah. Trying (laughs) to use these people. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And we had a lit time. So I definitely get like you just gotta make work with (laughs) make it work with whatever you got. Work. Yeah, but I guess moral of that story, make sure you put the correct number of people you have with you on your Airbnb. <laughs> Literally. List. Now, well, first of all, I'm banned from Airbnb, so I have to have my friends book it whenever. Imagine me from using Airbnb too often. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm trying to like write them like, listen, y'all, this was like three or four years ago. I've changed since then. <laughs> I'm just trying to look to see what houses y'all have to offer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even be trying to be the one to book. I have friends who do that, but I'm just trying to see what y'all have. Like, I'm the that, planner. <laughs> that's a wild. You're the first person I ever met that's been banned from Airbnb. It's very unfortunate to be banned from Airbnb. So we're trying to use Verbo. <laughs> but Verbo's not like universal and it's not everywhere yet. But yeah. Verbo's just like Airbnb. But it's the only thing that works for me right now. <laughs> I'm gonna get my Airbnb back though. Y'all just <laughs> wait will. on it. I'll be Ooh. back on the second podcast and I'll let it <laughs> I know Melanie and activated. <laughs> wow. But uh first of all, you have a great like travel friend group. I feel like that's hard to come by because people try and get friends to go on trips with them and they be canceling, not having money, not having time, whatever. You seem to get the groups down, having like 13 people come with you on a trip. <laughs> Oh, it's it took us time to get here. Through <laughs> <laughs> that experience, um, we all planning a trip. Oh, starting in college, we all planning a trip. Everyone's down for it, and then when it's time to book or put your money in for the house, all of a sudden, 
no one's down (laughs) yeah so i did all this research for no reason is what y'all telling me yeah so yeah that's where we started (laughs) (laughs) but once you get your core group of people down Mm -hmm. and they have the same ambition to travel as as you do i think it just makes it that much easier and it could be frustrating because it hinders me from wanting to travel with other people although i would love to because i'm such a like i'm a people person yeah um I want to be able to travel with anyone who invites me on a trip or if we start a group and it's like, Oh, let's invite these people. I want them to tag along, but I've been, I'm so used to people flopping on a trip that I don't want to, I'd rather just stick with who I know. Cause I know we're going to make it happen some way, somehow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like, um, joy joy is the other co-host of the podcast and we always have debates on like solo versus group trips and i'm definitely like the solo trip person because i get tired of like fighting with people over (laughs) maybe you just need like a small group but like i haven't done a solo trip and i've thought about doing it um Mm. especially with work being so stressful sometimes i do just want to like escape reality um and not be close to anybody just be by myself for yeah. a couple of days and see how mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And I've spoken to a couple of different solo travelers and that's what they say the benefit is. Like you're going through the journey alone and that's how you know how strong you are. But I know the type of person I am as well. And <laughs> like, I like the turn up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to just turn up by myself. Like I could go on a trip with one other person and be like, it's shot time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. At night, even if the clubs are closed, like at night, if you want to start taking shots, let's just take some shots real quick. Like, <laughs> we here now. Like, this is, we in a different country, a whole different vibe. We're experiencing new things. Let's take a shot to that. I'm not like, <laughs> <it> with myself. <laughs> no, I get That's that. That's the reason why, like, I haven't done a, a solo trip, but it's definitely in the works, I would say, mm-hmm. for me. I do want to experience that one time at least. I get that. All right, so I think we're going to start to wrap the interview up. We've been talking for a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, first, it's like words of advice. So this question we ask in every interview, and normally this, like the podcast is catered to young Black women, but you are probably like, you are literally the second male I have interviewed for me out of all the episodes we does. <laughs> so I want you to speak from the male perspective as well. Why do you think it's important for Black men to travel? Um, it's a different outlook on life, you know, like, I, and I, I, like I keep saying, when you travel to different places, you're experiencing more. Mm-hmm. I think we're already very limited on what we can experience here in the States. You know, it's like, it's like we're confined in a box in the States, you know, look what's going on now. Um, but when you go into different countries, you're more open to learning you know what i'm saying like you're actually there to actually want to learn whereas here i don't think we have the desire to learn as much and i think that's very important and it's really not just for the black males i think even for the the black women as well we not we got to be open to learn and that's the whole point of traveling is understanding other people's culture you know i'm from haitian descent like my parents are haitian i'm of haitian descent so I've always wanted to learn other people's culture. I've always wanted to try other people's food. You know, like you learn, you see different people's foods from different cultures and some people 
you people say like you eat with your eyes you know yeah. so you see certain foods and it's like oh i don't know if i would eat that but me i've never really been that person because i'm so used to seeing food that's different so when i eat other people's foods from a different culture that's a learning experience for me and i don't want to i don't want to put on a barrier or a curve and i don't think other people should as well so i would say really just like invest in learning when it comes to traveling yeah, I, like I wish that. I could learn the, the the language, but that's the whole thing. <laughs> I'll start with the food. You know, <laughs> less of a time investment. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like that. We asked this question. Well, it's usually like, why do you think it's important for Black women to travel? But I'm happy we could get the perspective from a male this time. So, thank you for doing this interview. Where can the audience follow your travel story? You can do a little shameless self-plug real quick <laughs> so my instagram name is drop in on dp again that's drop in on dp people read it wrong all the time <laughs> <laughs> i'll put it in the show notes y'all can read it in the show notes if you need to <laughs> and where i got the name from pretty much just like it's instagram so you're dropping in on my life very interesting very creative animated creative so make sure to follow me I do follow right. back. <laughs> 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 All right. I don't know well, what my next adventure is going to be, but I'm sure it's going to be soon. So check me out. Yeah, we're excited to see it. We'll share thank you, thank it when you. this episode comes out. But thank you, Donnie, for doing this. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> <And> thank <laughs> you, everyone, for listening.